tonight, less than a week ago to the Canadian election. What's going to happen? It's October 15th, and you're watching The Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon yeah. consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Hello, my friends. You catch me today in the back of a taxi speeding across southern Alberta. I'm sorry, I simply didn't have enough time to go into the studio. I've been running around like so many of our reporters have been covering this election in a way we've never covered it before. In fact, later in the show, I'll show you a bit of a highlight reel of some of the great moments in the campaign journalistically. But I think you can agree with me that there have been very few great moments politically in this campaign. What a disaster it's been. But I see four possibilities happening. Obviously, the four different outcomes, majority Trudeau victory, minority Trudeau victory, and the likely coalition that'll come from that. A minority conservative victory and the desperate attempts to make a coalition out of that, which I think will fail. And then perhaps the least likely outcome, but the most desirable, a conservative majority. I'll get to that, but first, let's recap where things are less than a week before the election. I think the first point to say is that it is extremely close. I've been watching the polls as closely as I'm sure you have, and it is a statistical tie. Every pollster I see, the liberals and conservatives are within the margin of error of each other. Uh, the latest poll I've seen on CBC's poll aggregator, and by that I mean they take all the polls from the different pollsters and they combine them. And that shows the Conservatives ahead for the first time in seat count. And what I mean by that is the efficiency of the vote. Of course, right now I'm speeding across southern Alberta, a place where the Conservatives will surely get 65, 70, maybe even 80% of the vote. But the thing is, that won't help them get any more seats. They'll win these Alberta seats overwhelmingly, but it's still the same number, whereas the Liberal vote is more spread out. That means their uh, margins of victory are smaller when they win, but a win is a win. And if you win with 35% of the vote, or if you win with 70% of the vote, it's still one seat. The Conservatives are gonna rack up super majorities in Alberta, Saskatchewan, other parts of the prairies, but they'll have a tougher time in Ontario. One decision that Andrew Scheer and his campaign team have made is to distance them, them themselves from Doug Ford. I can understand their thinking in that that is the chief attack on them by Justin Trudeau and the Liberals, but I'm not sure if that's really going to peel away voters. Uh, the last polls I've seen have shown that Doug Ford in the 905 area code is actually more popular than Andrew Scheer and the Conservatives. And of course, they have the Doug Ford network, the Doug Ford brand. Those who like him like him a lot. Those who hate him, well, are they really going to vote for Andrew Scheer anyways? It's been interesting. Uh, the one debate strategy is one chosen by Justin Trudeau, but I sense he might be regretting it in that he didn't do particularly well, but Jagmeet Singh, a hardcore socialist, let's be honest about that, came across as a genuinely likable guy. I've seen other videos of him recently on 
different TV shows, even this little video of him making Punjabi poutine. <laughs> Take a look at this. Friends, you're joining me with a Cooking with Jagmeet episode. This is what we're gonna do today. This is, uh, this is like my Canadian culture right here. I'm gonna blend poutine, which there's some debate whether it's Northern Ontario or Quebec, let's just say Quebec. So I'm blending Quebec with Punjabi background. I'm gonna do a mashup, which is gonna be my take on poutine, Punjabi, Quebec style. My teacher kind of got me, he kind of taught me a bit about Quebec and yeah. opened my mind up to the fact that mm -hmm. what happened to the people of Quebec and, yeah. and like Frank in Canada, that inspired me to say, you know what, I wanna learn French. And yeah. I, yeah, then I just kind of like told my parents that I wanted to get into it more and then they were very supportive yeah. and they got me like, a tutor over the summer. Oh, nice. So I took French yeah. tutor when I was in like, grade seven. Mm -hmm. So I'm like a 12 year old kid in Windsor, mm -hmm. listening to French music, yeah. <laughs> trying to like learn how to speak it. So yeah, it was cool. And I really enjoy it. So it's like when you like something. Yes, it's easy to. Right? It's easy to, to, do. Yeah. to like learn it more because you just you enjoy it. It's mm -hmm. fun. Like cooking, like I'm just like having a grand old time, chatting with you, yeah. cooking away. <laughs> Turn the camera for a second. So for the dish, poutine dish. It's um, a sweet potato. Yeah. The, the fry the cheese curd. Mm -hmm. Fresh cheese curd, so it's still got its cheese mm -hmm. And then the curry is basically what the base of any Punjabi dish would be. Yeah. It's like onion, onion garlic, ginger, mm -hmm. with some Punjabi spices. Do a little, uh, like a cooking channel mixed in with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Now, I don't intend to vote for someone just because he can blend Indian food with Quebec food, but I gotta tell you, he's picking up some of that likability vote, that sunny ways vote, that hip, young, millennial, progressive vote that Justin Trudeau had a lock on in 2015. I don't think uh, that's gonna persuade hardcore conservatives to go over, but it might persuade progressives who were a bit disappointed in Justin Trudeau's blackface and his groping and his two jet carbon spree. Those are things that might underwhelm and demoralize progressives. Jagmeet Singh is waiting there. He's not yet disgraced like Trudeau is. Uh, another interesting phenomenon that's happened in recent days, besides what Abacus Data calls the Singh Surge, and I point out that Abacus Data poll because that's a poll chaired by Justin Trudeau's communications director's dad. So that's very much a pro-liberal polling company showing Jagmeet Singh surging in the polls. But I point out that the Bloc Québécois is also picking up speed, something that I frankly didn't expect. In Quebec, it may be that Trudeau is being nibbled away at from all sides. Of course, we haven't even mentioned Jody Wilson-Raybould in Vancouver. She's campaigning strong. Now, I, I'm not going to say she's a slam dunk to win, but even if she comes close, if she gets 30% of the vote, and I think there's a knock-on effect in all the ridings in the Lower Mainland, I'd say 10% have been peeled away from the Liberals because of her treatment at the hands of Justin Trudeau. So if you've got the Jody Wilson-Raybould factor in Vancouver and BC in general, if you've got a Liberal shutout in the prairies, if you've got some urban voters in Toronto and maybe even Montreal say, yeah, I like that Jack Singh, he's sort of cool. Can Trudeau hang on? He doesn't have a thick majority to begin with. Is he really gonna hold 
every single seat in the Atlantic as he won in 2015? I don't think so. The polls don't suggest so. It's still a few days to the campaign, but I don't think there's any big bombshells to drop. You never know in this uh, opposition research-driven campaign. Each party may be holding back something about the other. Justin Trudeau was hobbled early by the revelation of the blackface. He never really got his momentum. His big plan was to attack Scheer's party as a bunch of bigots, and that was undermined by Trudeau's own bigotry. I saw a half-hearted move the other day in Mississauga. As you know, Justin Trudeau came out to a large crowd 90 minutes late, wearing a bulletproof vest and surrounded by what I think has been determined to be the emergency response team of the RCMP. Uh, what was so strange about that is it was a 90-minute delay and liberals told all the media, look, he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Oh my God, there must be threats against him. And they said that they sent Sophie Trudeau and the kids home early because of the threat. But hang on, they didn't clear out the 400 liberals in the room. They didn't even warn them. So Sophie and the kids were so precious, they had to be saved. Trudeau, the most precious, had to be flanked by heavy security and by a bulletproof vest by 400 severely normal citizens. They aren't even told. I mean, I'm no security expert, but it would seem to me that the proper move would have been to clear out the room to search for a bomb threat or anyone with a gun and then readmit people having after having searched them. That surely couldn't have taken much more than the 90 minutes wait. Something very fishy about that. And I note that the very next day, Trudeau was out and about glad-handing at events, including out in the open without his bulletproof vest on. Now, that is even stranger were the would-be assassins arrested? Did they crack this ring of anti-Trudeau extremists, are they all on the loose? Doesn't make a lot of sense unless you remember Justin Trudeau is a professional dress-up man. He loves his costumes, whether it's dressing up as one of the three musketeers dressing up in Halloween costumes, which is something typically only children do, or of course his disastrous trip, his dress-up trip to India, where he had a different costume every day. He went to Bollywood, and even the Bollywood stars were dressed sort of normal, and Trudeau was dressed as if he was getting married. It was quite strange, quite strange. Um, my thesis on that is that there may have been some minor incident or threat. I mean, like kids sometimes calling in a bomb threat to get out of exams, something so trivial that the liberals thought they would pump up to get sympathy, but that sort of backfired and now they want everyone to pretend it never happened. I think Trudeau is a liar. We know that for a fact. And I think his attempt at playing the victim there was a last ditch effort. I don't think it worked uh, I think really the big story in this campaign, as I mentioned, was the opposition research, but really the media misconduct. It started with the fact that the Canadian media so obviously had these blackface photos of Justin Trudeau in hand, but they didn't publish them. We know this because, of course, it was only when Time Magazine, a U.S. media outlet, published the blackface photos that then all the Canadian media published theirs, including Global News, which was sitting on the blackface video. To me, that shows tremendous misconduct. Most of the breaking news about Trudeau, not just in this election, but over the past four years, has been written by foreign media, which shows just how in the tank Canadian media are. And there's two incidents in the last week that I think strengthen that thesis. The first is, that of course, um, 
we had to go to court to sue for the right to be part of the leaders' debate. We at The Rebel and our friend Andrew Lawton of True North. The decision was outsourced from the Debates Commission to the reporters and the government in the parliamentary press gallery. So other reporters tried to keep us out, Trudeau too. And look what happened when we finally got that court order from the federal court to go in to the debates by court order. Look at the CBC trying to tell us not to ask too many questions. Did you see this clip? Five CBC questions, since there's many, many medias. Well, that, I think your colleague That's here. my colleague, Kim, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, just uh, to make sure that every media gets a chance to ask questions. Well, you're first in line, right? <laughs> yeah, not for me. I'm just asking for everyone else. I think just, you're good to ask. I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about, like, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that everyone can ask questions. I think. But you only want us to ask one question. Just sorry. Sorry. You I'm only... just saying that yeah, there's yeah. a lot of mediums. The two of you will have, will have one question before I have mine. That, okay. That's his point. If maybe every media could have one before you have two. That's sure. Well, we're just all in line, right? It's one at a time, right? Yeah. Okay. But I'm saying that some medias won't have questions, and you'll have two. We just we have none. We had to get a court order, sir, to, I, I to get I in here. I understand everything. I'm just saying that, I mean, we're all here. Oh, yeah, but we were never here. That's the thing. We were, uh, here? Until Are you here? We are here now. Are here too. But you're telling me not, not to ask a question because there's two of us. I'm not telling you not to ask a question. I'm telling you we can all play in a team. Oh, 100%. I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> no, it's not 100% since you're not playing in a team right now. Well, because some medias won't have questions. That's what I'm saying. You're too ahead of me in the line. Where's your, your I'm not talking about your, me. I'm talking about where about is she from? People here, TV. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about other medias. But we, we have been excluded, sir, from the entire campaign until you're questions? here. Uh, is that right? I am planning to ask a question. Yeah. Uh, two questions. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it depends. So that's a, you are planning to ask two questions. Well, right? as you know, the Prime Minister has a penchant well, for one, not it's answering one, it's questions. One and a follow. It's a question of follow-up, right? Yeah. That's the rule? That, that's what's going to happen? Yes. Oh, that'd be question of follow-up. All right, we'll okay. watch for that. Okay. <laughs> Why, is, is that a problem? or? Uh, well, it's uh, not great. It's my understanding, actually, that from what I was hearing from the gentleman, that you've got two people here, and so you are planning to ask two questions, which makes it four. Yeah. Oh, sorry, what was that? That's actually the head of the Parliamentary Press Gallery, a reporter with French CBC. Incredibly, that was not even the worst moment. The worst moment was actually going on right at that moment. We didn't know it, but as the debate was being moderated, including by Rosemary Barton of the CBC, Rosemary Barton personally and the CBC were filing a lawsuit against the Conservative Party for using clips from the CBC in a TV ad. Here's the TV ad in question. What's the difference between running with a record now and running in 2015? Well, what I can say now is look at what we've done. It's become the billion dollar question. How big will the federal deficit be? The deficit could rise above $20 billion. Today, a ruling came down that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has broken several conflict of interest rules. The Prime Minister broke the law in four different places, and that's just talking about the Conflict of Interest Act. Why are we still uh, fighting against certain uh, veterans groups because uh, they're asking for more than we are able to give right now. The fact is, we work uh, the... Sorry, we're just trying to reorder, reorder the thoughts. $12 million to install energy-efficient refrigerators for a corporation that made $800 million last year. 
owned by the Westons, one of Canada's richest families worth $13.5 billion. My question is, why does it have to be done with taxpayer dollars? Why do we have to fork out $12 million to have law laws? Gerald Butts and Katie Telford had in total received over $200,000 in moving expenses. Liberals have apologized and paid more than $10 million to Omar Khadr, a payout which has divided Canadians right across the country. It's the first foreign trip Trudeau will come back from with his image tarnished. Trudeau's visit to India has been a colossal failure. SNC-Lavalin is in the middle of a legal fight of its own. I experienced a consistent and sustained effort to politically interfere. The allegations are false. This is not the first time the Prime Minister has been found to have contravened the Conflict of Interest Act. What I can say now is, look at what we've done. Now, as you know, comparison ads, little video clip ads like that are normal. That's standard fare. Every party does it. But the CBC and Rosemary Barton personally sued the Conservative Party. Here, take a look at the lawsuit. It's stunning. By the way, the lawsuit has no basis in law. As you know, under copyright law, it's fair use or fair dealing to use small excerpts. That's how you can excerpt a book review or review a movie. You can show very short clips or have very short quotes. That's how CBC News itself operates, of course. But they sued the Conservative Party in the middle of an election, the day of the debates. Rosemary Barton herself, a named plaintiff, absolutely incredible. Uh, I think it shows the brazen partisanship of, of the CBC. It also shows that Andrew Scheer really will suffer any humiliation at the hands of CBC with a smile. Uh, I noticed that just today he announced en français that he intends to continue to fully fund French CBC. I tell you, uh, I think Andrew Scheer needs to show a little more self-respect if a media outlet is suing you. The answer is not to say, here's some more money. It's to do what Trump does, call them fake news, say that you're the most partisan reporter around. We're not even going to talk to you. You're literally suing us, an antagonist, an adversary in court. It's a spurious junk lawsuit. Just incredible. Um, anyhow, I'm, the reason I'm doing this from the backseat of a car is because I'm running around Alberta and the country. I have been many places. I've been trying to do as many videos from my studio as possible, but we have had rebel reporters all around the country. Uh, not just reporters, but we've actually been distributing the book, the Lebranos and our Lebranos lawn signs all across the country from Quebec to BC and back. I'd now like to show you a quick highlight reel of the book and, and lawn sign distribution. Here, take a look at this. I'm here in a parking lot getting my Lebranos teeth. Uh, I see a real need for it. I'm going to have a lot of fun with these. I'm not usually a voter. Uh, I have voted a few times in my life. I've never really seen much of a difference uh, between any of the you know wannabe kings for this land. But uh, now I see a need and I think we're at a breaking point. We're about to lose freedom. Display here in Calcigar and I just have been talking to the fellow who's been handing out signs and just thought I'd mention that for uh, you union members in uh, Trail and Castlegar that uh, just keep in mind if it was up to the NDP, uh, both, uh, both of your employers would be closed. So something to think about when you vote. I came down to the book signing today because uh, I'm here to support the people who are being a voice of the people. Um, the state of the country that we live in, our beloved Canada, I believe is in trouble and um, I think we need to make some serious changes. 
Well, first of all, I had heard of Ezra. Um, I'd followed Tommy Robinson's story and knew he had gotten involved, and um, he became my hero because of that. And then I started reading Rebel News. I came down because I wanted to support you guys, and uh, I'm tired of the Canadian mainstream media and their narrative and liberal bias, and I'm hoping to support you guys and get your message out and get you guys more events and support Keen. Ezra, love the guy, yeah. Love him, Ezra, keep fighting the fight. That's pretty fun. As you know, when we were in Edmonton last week, uh, NDP extremists from Rachel Notley's party tried to ban us. Well, they did. They succeeded in browbeating a local businessman into canceling our booking for my book launch. Here, take a look at an uh, excerpt from my speech up there. Mike Brar canceling. He's the proprietor of the princess. Although I do not accept him canceling the contract, I understand it because he's not a political brawler. It's not his job to fight back against threats from Antifa or former NDP MLAs like Jessica Littlewood. That's not his job. In his 30 years as the proprietor of the Princess and the Plaza in Calgary, he tells me he's never faced that kind of pressure before. He's never canceled a thing in 30 years. Imagine all the strange films he's shown over the course of 30 years. I mean, it's an art house theater. He's shown some wacky stuff. And never has he succumbed to pressure before until tonight. I, I don't like that. I don't accept it. I tried to encourage him. I tried to strengthen him. We hired private security. We had the police come. We, we told him that from experience it was likely nothing. And in the end, it turned out just to be one guy, Rick Shaw Dave, that perennial crank. But the people who brazenly thought that it was okay in Canada to publicly threaten him, that's the crazy thing. Some of the phone calls were obviously private. Some of the emails, I suppose, were private. But I saw quite a number of public attacks and threats on him on Twitter and Facebook. And why is that worse? Because if, a, if someone does something wrong in the dark of night, in the shadows, hidden, at least they know that they're doing something disgraceful. They know they're doing something embarrassing. That's why they're ashamed. That's why Antifa wears masks. Because they know what they're doing is essentially shameful and they wouldn't want their own mother to know they did it. And so those people who would send an anonymous note to Mike Brar or phone an anonymous phone call, they knew they had shame and what they were doing was wrong. But what about those who did it publicly in their own name, not just publicly, and not just nobodies, but people who had a high station in society? I say again, Jessica Littlewood, because I know for a fact that used to be Sheila's MLA. Yep. An MLA, so confident in her bullying, so confident in her authoritarianism that she thought nothing of letting the world know she was going to bully an immigrant entrepreneur into ripping up a contract to do an essential digital book burning, as Sheila described it. To me, that is far worse. You'll never stamp out the, the instinct to do something wrong. We, we're moral agents every day. We have to choose between right or wrong, and we're not always going to make the right choice. You'll never stamp out sin or evil. But <clears throat> imagine someone who no longer believes in good and bad and thinks that they themselves are the law and that they will tell a man, you will cancel that contract because I will threaten you. 
And that's not my thesis. That is what Mike Brard told me on the telephone last night. Yet he was so harassed he couldn't even sleep. All right, those were some interesting bumps in the road, but let me show you what I'm so proud of. I say again, there's still days left in the campaign. We're not done yet by far. We have our journalists crisscrossing the country still. But let me close, instead of with a feature interview, as I usually do, let me close with this highlight reel of some of the most exciting moments of our coverage in the past month. Now, you may have seen some of these if you watch our YouTube feed. I haven't shown them all on my show, so please enjoy the best of the rebel in campaign 2019. I'll be back with a few final words afterwards. How do you like this? They are kicking me out because evidently I'm not accredited. Did he pressure you to support his blackface in the same way he pressured Eva to support his feminism? Hi, Minister Duncan. <laughs> David Menzies with Rebel News. Just wondering, is there a scientific explanation for Justin Trudeau's fetish for blackface? Oh, sorry. Excuse oh, us. Hi, Minister. How are you? Keen back to with the Rebel. I just wanted to ask you quickly, do you think that it was a diplomatic tactic for Minister Sejan to go to a com pro-communist party rally earlier this week? Marco, there's a story breaking sure, that uh, Justin Trudeau no, was in brownface 18 no, years ago. No, Can you comment on that? Do you have an accreditation? Uh, no, this is Canada. No. So You're a journalist? Yes. Mr. Batiste, how you doing? David Menzies with uh, Rebel News. I can't do anything. Can you explain your comments about Native women being uh, on crystal meth or pills if they're skinny. Mr. Trudeau, what do you have to say to these protesters? Why did you call the police on these protesters, Mr. Trudeau? Hey! I just told you not to take a picture of my badge. I just showed you. I'm documenting everything. Why? Okay, but no. What do you mean, why? Because I'm a journalist. Will you condemn Justin Trudeau's use of blackface and brownface? Hi, Chief. David Menzies from uh, Rebel Media here, sir. Can I ask you why you don't uh, live in your own riding? Oh, Mr. Garneau. Yeah. Hi, David Menzies, Rebel News. Sorry, Being I, a don't, man of I science, don't do uh, interviews. Can like you there. explain why Justin Trudeau likes to wear uh, blackface, sir? Show me your, your idea of journalists. You said you're a journalist, but it's just bullshit, or? No, it's not just bullshit, and I have no obligation to show you anything. And you're recording me? Yes, I am because wow. you have a history of treating journalists who work for my organization poorly. We all agreed that it was racist then, and it's racist now. Let him go! What is the state of free speech here in Canada? I think there's a double standard. Well, why do you guys do that? I was just trying to ask a question. I'm okay, but why, why would you push me to the ground like that? I'm not open your bag. What do you, what do you want me to do? Just open just it. So open it. We just want to see. We don't have the right to search. I can't believe it, but Rebel News, oh, let me, I'll stop locking the camera. Rebel News just won in court. Hi, Mr. Trudeau. Since your multiple use of blackface became an international scandal, Canada's international reputation has been irreparably harmed. Have you reached out to any African leaders or any leaders from the Middle East to apologize for your conduct? 
Canada will continue to engage in a positive, constructive way around the world. My CTV colleague here brought We're up the colleagues. president. Um, I, I know that you uh, yeah. have problems with us. No he problem. brought up the president. Uh, he said that he said something about plastic straws. I'll ask a tough question. The president said that he was surprised that Justin Trudeau. Did you just say I'm an 18 year old? Keep going. This police officer's following us. We just pulled over to see what he would do. Now he waits at a stop sign. So that didn't answer the question at all. Have you spoken to any African leaders or leaders from the Middle East to apologize for your personal conduct? Prime Minister, why do we live in a country where you need a journalism license? Huh? On the sidewalk, please. Okay, well, you're the communications director. Correct. Okay, yeah. isn't that your role to communicate with the media? So what's your name? My name's Key and I'm with RNN. You're with who? RNN. I'm going to pass on the question, my friend. Okay, so I'll... Do I get the follow-up then? Or you're just going to pass on the question for... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to answer it. Yeah. hard one or... No, I'm just not going to answer your question. So, okay, else so the, follow, the follow-up, I guess, would be, uh, how do you have the moral authority to take the Alberta oil sands offline, given Alberta most just recently rejected your party in the largest democratic mandate that the province has ever seen? I'm not going to answer your question, but thanks. It's a hard one, hey? Yeah. Thanks, man. Were you sorry for the comments you made, sir? Oh, or were you sorry that you got caught? How did it make you feel seeing those pictures? I don't give interviews to Rebel Media. Oh, is that right? Why is that, sir? He's not going to pull over. No, he's not, hey? <laughs> okay, now no, go. Just go, go, straight, go straight past him. If he's following us, this is just this is just bad for them. Would you be able to tell me, is it appropriate for you to be attending this celebration of the Communist Party while two Canadians are imprisoned in gulags at that country? Justin, was it white privilege or your lack of judgment that made you don the blackface? This is free speech in Canada right now, but right? Not... 713. And now he's pulling out. He's no kidding. This guy's actually following us. In 2015, you stated that convicted terrorist Omar Khadr had more class than the entire effing conservative cabinet under Stephen Harper. Do you still believe in 2019 that this convicted terrorist has more class than the entire Conservative Party under Andrew Scheer. Have you ever been to a press gallery dinner? Do you yes. understand the concept of it being ridiculous with lots of humor? I'm sorry, that's not a real question. Oh, sorry, if, if this was an attempt at humor, a supplemental question, do you think that the widow and the fatherless children speeches? and the fatherless children of Christopher Spear, his murder victim, do you think they found that funny? Was it approved by the government or was it a campaign stunt? Minister, please, these are simple questions. Marco, Outside. will you condemn Justin Trudeau for wearing brown face at an Arabian Nights party? They shoulder block. Your support of their, of their party at this event is kind of damning to our diplomatic position, wouldn't you say? Yet all of you are here tonight standing up for freedom, standing up for a right to free speech, Standing up for a right to have a book signing, isn't that a crazy thing? He ordered, he commanded that the Debates Commission immediately accredit David Menzies and Kian Bexty uh, for the debates tonight. The president said he was surprised Justin Trudeau wore blackface. It's clearly damaging our international reputation. When does it become too much? Uh, you know what's really damaging? Hmm. It's really damaging that you guys continue to spread misinformation Trudeau, about climate change. Donald Trump, that's it's the question. Really Was it approved by the government? <laughs> God. 
God, you're an asshole. Yeah, no, huh? Sam, I'm just, I'm just, move. Move. I am, Let's I'm just move, trying sir. to get a, uh, move, sir. an answer. Move, excuse sir. me. Excuse me. Have you seen these images? Yeah. So do you think, would you call Justin Trudeau a racist or just a hypocrite? I would just like to know if the, if the RCMP have reached out to you at all. Are you Miriam? Were you good friends with Trudeau? You weren't? Holding Justin Trudeau accountable for these outrageous acts of racism. It's really unfortunate you don't seem to understand the science. It's really Trudeau, unfortunate blackface, that you like Donald Trump. Those people. were the, the that was the question. Uh, look, the Prime Minister has apologized. Do we have freedom of press here? Do we or not? The question of what we do next, framed as moral authority, has something to do with whether our generation has the moral authority to end human civilization within the lifetime of our children. Do you think that the Alberta oil sands are going to end civilization? I don't think you understand the science. I do. I, I have a Bachelor of Science in Energy Sciences and Energy Economics. <laughs> I understand Sorry. quite well. I don't want to laugh. Colleague That's my colleague, Kim, yeah. right? Yeah. So. I mean, just uh, to make sure that every media gets the chance to ask questions. If... Okay. Listen, I know I'm not part of Jerry Diaz's Unifor Union, but it'd be nice if uh, you gentlemen, lady, would be uh, give some uh, solidarity. But you only want us to ask one question, just... Sorry? Sorry you I'm only... just saying that yeah, there's a lot of media. The two of you will have, will have one question before I have mine. Have you ever asked a critical question you're of a politician in your life? Buddy. Have you ever asked a critical you're question? You're barking up the wrong tree, thank you. I, I just want to know because you're, it thank was you. the questions you asked thank were pretty you. lapdog Next style. You... Mr. Sheer, do you believe in freedom of speech? Absolutely. Mr. Sheer, do you believe in freedom of speech? Absolutely. You do? Why did you have me arrested earlier today, sir? Mr. Zuberi. You need to leave. Is he here, though? No, he's not. You need to leave. No? Okay, then. You really need to leave. I don't like... three, four, five, so you have to let me out of the elevator. So where are you trying to go? You have to let me out of the elevator. Out of where? You so can't I, hold me. I didn't, I didn't quite catch that. Are you pushing me? Sorry, Minister, if you could just answer the questions. Excuse me. Was it approved by the government or not? What do you think about him being an anti-Semite? You asked three very sympathetic questions to the government today. Honors graduate in broadcasting, oh, thank wow. you. Yeah, you look it up. Yeah, okay. but I'm saying that some medias won't have questioned and you'll have to. Uh, well, usually we have none. We had to get a court order, sir, to, I, I to get in here. Well, what do you think of that? I think Kian and David and Sheila and Jessica and the team are just on fire. And I know we are because you can see how hard the Prime Minister and of course the Parliamentary Press Gallery are trying to keep us out. We literally had to have a federal court order to get into the debates. Oh, and we did a great job in there. Our little company had more questions in those scrums after the debates than any other media company did. We're not done yet. If you want to help us, please go to campaign2019.com. Costs a lot of money to keep our folks flying around, and uh, there'll surely be more lawsuits afoot as there was in Alberta. We were sued by the Elections Commissioner trying to shut us down for our book there. I have no doubt that Justin Trudeau will come for us for our work here, but I promise you we will keep the fight up for freedom and we'll keep telling the other side of the story. Thank you for letting me do my show from the backseat of a cab today. It's literally the only time I've had in the last day of uh, half an hour straight to talk to you. 
until next time, on behalf of all of us, uh, the rebel around the country and around the world even, good night and keep fighting for freedom. Thank you.